We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag PrincipalPLN or at PrincipalPLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Principal PLN. This is episode 89. Um, We've been on a roll, and believe it or not, we actually have a guest on today. We have invited Lindsay Stumpenhorst, who is principal in Illinois. She, I've been connected with Lindsay for quite a while in the Moms as Principals Voxer group, which she, I think you're the person who started that, but we'll, we'll let you talk about that. Um, and I'll let you know, we just have Spike and I on today and Teresa should have a really good laugh in that um, we can barely function without her because usually Teresa does all of the, um, the tech, start the hangout, record it all. And Spike and I didn't know what to do. Yeah, it took over like 40 minutes, I think, today to get everything figured out. So thanks, Teresa, for all that you do. All right. So, Lindsay, tell us about morning. I mean, I'm sure anybody who's on Twitter knows who Principal in Boots is. Oh, everybody. (laughs) Everybody knows about Principal in Boots. Mike has loads of questions for you. Oh, I have 67 questions. Oh, awesome. You know, when I interviewed from the current job that I have right now, it was a list of 80 questions. Um, and it was, it was Ugh. just, here's the questions go. Um, so Real yeah, this will be no different. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. All right. I can get more than like, I, I can no, get at least on, 81. I'm going to get wrapped up in the details. Are you saying like, they just slid you a piece of paper with questions? 
Yes, there's some research behind it, and I, I can't bring it up now. It was four years ago. But um, the superintendent um, just had a packet of pa pa paper uh, with questions on it and, you know, said you have, I think it was an hour, 45 minutes maybe, to answer as many questions as you can in whatever order you'd like. Um, and they ranged from, you know, communicating with kids to evaluations to special education to pretty much whatever. Um, and it wasn't a question response. So he wouldn't respond to the answer once I answered it. I would just move on to the next question. I think they wanted to see kind of my thought process in how I tackled that big list and what order I felt comfortable, you know, because usually you'd tackle the easiest questions first. So um, yeah, it was interesting. That So I wonder, do you use that um, in hiring teachers now? We don't actually, we still have a list of questions, but it's a little bit more informal um, and a little less stressful, I would say. Yeah. So All how right, did you I approach it? <laughs> <laughs> how did you approach uh, it? Actually, I just started at the top because once I started to read through the questions, I realized it's gonna take me a while to read through 80 questions. And so I'm wasting my interview time reading through these questions. Let's just start at the top and work our way through. Um, I think I got to question like 61 or 62 before my time was up. Wow. Well, Spike, you can just hand her the questions then. Just. I should have done that. Yeah. Okay. I will do that. Yeah. Cause like <laughs> that's pretty high stakes though. It's pretty high stakes. It's nerve wracking because you don't know what they want you to do. And so you just kind of go with it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for like new innovative ways to, I hate it. I hate the whole process. I think it's archaic. I hate the like 10 questions, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm always fascinated by like what other people do. And like sometimes also the questions that they ask too. So were any of them like off the wall questions? Like, I don't know, how do you make a fortune? How do you get the fortune in a fortune cookie and stuff like that? No, no, they were all very practical, very relatable. Um, I would say a couple of them, like I said, it's been years ago, but a couple of them um, were a little bit tricky and you had to read the language. Um, but all in all, they were very applicable to an admin position. All things that you'd really want to know, you know, what does this person think on this topic? Because, it, you know, just to make sure that you're valuing the integrity of the organization. Okay. All right. So now more importantly, where did you get principal and boots and tell us about that whole thing? Because what I'm fascinated with, and this is what I say in the Jessica is that you're a principal all day and then you go and then you like feed horses and then you like go on all these like adventures and then you're a mom and then you're a wife and then you're doing like every single gazillion thing. Oh, and I um, want to add so Spike. Spike, this is <laughs> her house is like a billion years old. <laughs> they have like they have like the stagecoach bottled all of it. I'm not even kidding. Well, maybe I'm exaggerating slightly in the numbers. Well, oh I, I know this that is... the viewers can't see this, but um, you guys can see this window behind me is not trimmed. We're still in that remodeling stage. Okay, that's probably about you're gonna knock that out today. I'm sure. Oh like, yeah, as, as you probably hadn't like invented trim yet when <laughs> your house was built, right? Oh goodness. Um. So. So. Kind of how the principal and boots thing started. Um, I live on a farm. I have since I was really little. My parents actually live like five miles away. Um, and so I've stayed local in the area. 
And I didn't always appreciate living on a farm in the middle of nowhere. Um, as a kid growing up, I felt envious of all of my friends who were able to meet at the local grocery store, um, you know, just to hang out, walk the streets, I guess sounds bad, but, um, you know, just kind of hang out. I was really envious of that because I didn't have that. Um, my closest friend was my cousin who lived down the street and we had to ride our bikes to each other's house because and so um, it probably wasn't until after college and moving back and starting my own family that I really valued um, the peacefulness of the country and um, being able to, you know, I commute uh, about 35 minutes to and from school. And so I can feel myself decompressing the closer I get to home. And there's something to be said about um, leaving as much of that stress as you can in your office for when you get home and you're with your kids. And um, I've got a lot on my plate, both at home and at school. And I think just trying to separate the two as much as possible really helps. So that's kind of where the principle in Boots came from is that, you know, it's, it's both sides of my life. It's the rural side and it's the school side. And, um, you know, sometimes I have more time for one than the other, but they're both very important pieces of my life. Oh, okay. I love that. I love that. So um, how do you, or how's your community um, been receptive? Like how are they receiving the whole like, you know, the Instagram videos and, and Twitter and, and your whole principal and boots thing? Because you're, you're very like, you're very out there. You're very, and this is a new term that I'm working on from thanks to Jessica. You're very vulnerable, right? Brene Brown. Yes, she's amazing. Um, as far as, you know, putting myself out there, I think that I use different social media platforms to kind of tell different stories. As far as the Instagram thing, um, that's something I'm just doing to tell me. That's my story. That's not necessarily my school story or um, my kids at school story, anything like that. It's just, you know, this is a day in the life. Um, and that day in the life may be at home on the weekends with my kiddos. It may be um, in the barn when the horse escapes the pasture and I have to go chase him down. Um, but it could be like last week, you know, my fear that my fifth graders were going to ruin a snowman that my yeah. third graders built. Um, you know, so it could be anything. It's just a day in the life. My Facebook is really geared more towards like school. You know, this is where my school audience is. And so um, the majority of my day, I'm posting things to my school Facebook page. And that's where I'm celebrating our kids, celebrating our teachers. Um, and my use of Twitter has evolved over the last few years. I would say I was really active when I first started. And now um, I use it to really get um, Context for solid, yeah, and solid reading. You know, I want to read blog posts. I want to read um, articles that people that I follow have shared. Um, not so much into the the chats anymore. Mostly, I just I want to find that that good piece of reading that makes me think. Yeah, mine has evolved over the years too. I do still do some Twitter chats, but not as much because so many. Um, of the conversations that helped me grow happened on Voxer. 
So true. So true. And it's impossible to keep up with all of it. I mean, when you talk about all the ways that you can connect with people that aren't, you know, just down the street with you, um, you really have to choose what works best for you. And that could be different at each stage of your career, I think. Mm -hmm. So how many years have you been in your position, Lindsay? Um, in my current school, I've been there for three years. So I, um, I finally feel like I know what the heck I'm doing. I feel, I feel like the third year is kind of the year that you're like, okay, I know everyone. I know most of my school families. Um, I can kind of take a breath, not a big breath, just a breath. Um, as an assistant principal in the same district. Okay. Well, that's, that's, uh, I, I love your response to that. I'm in my 10th year and I had a teacher ask me, um, so when did you know you were ready to be a principal? And I said, well, let's see, I'm in my 10th year as a principal and I don't feel ready. Right. <laughs> because even though you know what you're doing, there's still something different every day. And there's still, you know, every new um, initiative or regulation from the state or SR or whatever, there's other things added to your plate. And it's like, your, your role is constantly evolving. There's no two days that are the same no. ever. And as soon as you think you know what you're walking into, psh, no way. Surprises. And don't ever have a plan of what you're going to do for that day because it will be shot down. Like No doubt. Yeah. Nothing. My newest goal this year, Jessica, is that, um, you know, I wanted to feel accomplished at the end of the day. But like you said, it's really hard to set goals for what you think your day should entail. And so I've started having my secretary, um, who's amazing, by the way, she writes a staff member's name on a feedback postcard that I created. And she writes two of them and she puts them on my little door hook. And so when I walk in at the beginning of the day, I grab those two and I know that my only most important goal by the end of the day is to give feedback to two staff members. And if I do that, at least I accomplish something. And so that started up on Monday of this week. And so far I'm going strong. <laughs> oh, I like that's, that. Did you get that idea from fun. Justin Bader, the principal center? You know, no, I've actually had these feedback cards for the whole entire school year and it's been so sporadic and I can never remember who I've given feedback to and who I haven't. And so I probably was giving feedback to the same person more than once and then other people didn't have any. And I was just not doing a very good job at keeping track yeah. of who I was intentionally visiting. And <clears> so <throat> I kind of took that off my plate um, and kind of let her take the lead on that, which has been really nice. That's fantastic. I so I've been using this uh, Sam's time tracker. I think I was telling you guys about it. Have you heard about it? No, I haven't. No. Okay, so it was created by a principal. Um, this guy Mark Schellen Schellinger, something like that. I can put the information in the um, in the notes. But um, anyway, he spent a year researching what principals or how principals spend their time. Right. So. Based on that, he started to say, like, because everyone has these same questions, like you come in, no days are the same, you can't plan your day out and stuff. And he kind of challenged that and was like, all right, I want to develop a system where you, you, know, you, you go through and you monitor your time and you look at the amount of time you spend in instructional, management and personal. So last, last September, I started it. And it's expensive program, but it also includes like going to a conference and, and this, this coaching and stuff. So th the brief overview is that you get observed for a week. There's a person, they dress all in black and they have a clipboard and they 
and they're not to interact with any of your staff members. And they're not judging like how you're doing things. They're just judging what you're doing, like monitoring your time within these, like within the instructional range, there's like 10 or 15 different indicators and then management, there's all these different indicators. So they sit there and every five minutes, they're just writing like something down or marking something. So they take all that data and a few weeks later, you have this meeting with them and they'll say like you this is how you spent your time so i'm i'm in a in a larger building now um with with a lot of managerial tasks so i would say like i was probably at like 26 percent instructional after that um you know after that week so then what you do is you set goals and then every month i have a time coach that comes out and he helps to you know kind of push my thinking you know monitor you know the time and see how we can get more into what they call the green so then i have a um a Sam, which is the person that I meet with every day. So that for me, it's my secretary. So we meet 15 minutes a day and we reconcile the day before. So she'll say, okay, you told me, just like you said, you told me you were going to go see, you know, two staff members and give them feedback. Did you, we had that schedule for you at eight 30. Did you do it? And I'm like, no, I got caught up in something else. Right. So she's like, okay, do you want me to reschedule that? Sure. So she reschedules it. Uh, and then you go through, so you reconcile the day. Then you talk about, you know, the day that, that you're having, and then you, you plan out, you know, things that are coming up. So for instance, yesterday we spent probably a good 45 minutes and this was scheduled time because I said, all right, my second rounds of observations are coming up. So how am I going to get through the, you know, that I have to do the difference between non-tenured and tenured and all this kind of stuff. And we sat and we just like planned it all out. Um, so anyway, that's been very helpful for me. Um, but I, I already am going to like totally take that idea that you just shared with like, you know, when I do feedback for teachers or go celebration or whatever to actually, you know, give them something like that. So, um, yeah, that sounds like a really cool idea, but I'm going to definitely, I, I'm, cause I'm going to this conference again in, um, in like two weeks. And, um, like there's a lot of like speakers that we would know that are there. Um, you know, for and this, that's for the game. Sam, the Sam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've yeah. yeah. I have heard of that. I, I was distracted, I have to admit, by the man in black. And I was having a hard time listening to you for a while because I was picturing <laughs> the man in black following you around and just wondering what that would look like to people. They I was wondering, they, is there a reason that they're the man in black? Well, and, they, and I, but then I caught up and then I was listening to you and it sounded awesome. Well, they just, um, the, you know, their idea is that they don't want to be interact, want to be there to, to collect their data. So, um, I have, you know, staff members who are hilarious and, you know, they, they say things to them and, you know, like, cause they're only there for a couple of days and like, you know, sometimes you'll get them laughing and stuff like that, but most of the time they just like kind of stay there and they just stay out of it. And then at the end of the day, you can talk to them for a couple of minutes, like when you're literally going out to the car, but a lot of times it's just like, okay, what time are you going to be in tomorrow? Okay. You know, like, you know, have a great night. And then at the end, when they're all done, like then like I talked to the guy that I had in the fall, like we talked for like 15, 20 minutes afterwards. And he was just like, Oh my God, I can't believe all the stuff that you have to do. So <laughs> yeah, like that would be a fun, actually not. A, I mean, we know what happens behind the doors, but do they stay in? Like if you're with the angry parent or you're, you know, with a meltdown child for an hour, who's rearranging your office. Um, okay. So do they stay in for all remember, of that? 
remember I was telling you all about the week that I had. It was the week before the last week of school where we had, um, unfortunately, we had two like huge things happen in our school. We had a viral like uh, bullying post that people were saying that we weren't addressing a bullying situation. And we had this viral, um, you know, totally not uh, credible source that our school was going to get a sh shot up. The guy was there that week. Through all those meetings, he sat wow. and I talked with parents. Like it was, yeah, he was, you know, uh, he, we just kept moving. I was like, this is the stuff that you have to deal with. So. Almost like your real life shadow. I mean, he was literally shadowing you. But I wonder if that would, I'm trying to think about in my own position, if having him following me would change how I think about what I do. So, the, very good point. They the research says that, of course, that would happen. That's mm -hmm. why they do it an extended amount of time, and they also do it frequently. Not frequently, but like they'll do snapshots for a couple of days, and then you know what I mean. So it's um, yeah, because the first time that you're there, like oh my god, you start like oh I gotta be, I feel like I gotta be productive, all that kind of stuff. So don't but, sit at your desk. He's watching you. But I think that there's a lot of stuff that you could like that I've learned that I try to help my vice principals who they don't have the actual program, um, you know, or just in conversations that I have with other administrators, because there are ways that you can utilize your secretary um, to to keep you accountable for the, the things that you're doing. And I love what, what you said. And I don't want to go off on this whole Sam's, uh, you know, you know, the Sam's thing, but because um, we're here to talk about you, um, you know. what but you can utilize your secretary to help challenge your your way of thinking, right? So it's like you share with them. It's like getting back to that vulnerability vulnerability thing. Like, okay, so I want to go and I want to make sure that I'm at the third grade recess, right? So it's third grade recess time, and she comes in, she looks, and she's like, Lindsay, why are you like, why are you checking email, right? Mm -hmm. Can't we can't we schedule some time for you later to do that? Like, she's just pushing you, like. And, and I think that's a different role for, for, uh, I don't secretary. think my secretary could say it like that. Like she's so nice and sweet. I don't think she would be able to do that. How about you, Lindsay? Could she, could yours do it? Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you guys a little inside story. Um, from the day that I started, I realized, um, well, my secretary is the longest employed, em employed employee of my entire district. Um, and she has been through, I feel like seven <laughs> different principals at my school. I'm so and so sorry. she has had I should have just hit the mute button. I sneezed. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I was just saying that my secretary has been through seven principals, I think, at my school. Wow. And so um she has had, you know, to make adjustments a lot over time. And I call her the boss because she knows everyone. She knows everything. She's more like an assistant principal to me than a secretary. I don't have an assistant principal. Um, my building has about 400 students in it, give or take. And um, she just knows the ins and outs. And she has the nicest way of telling me when I'm getting off track. Um, what will she know, say? Give us an example. So, um, so let's go back to the recess duty thing. You talked about, you know, shouldn't you be at third grade recess? Um, She'll say something to me like, so-and-so wanted to schedule a meeting with you, but it was during third grade recess. So I rescheduled it for a different time. 
And so it's like the nicest way to remind me like, hey, you should be doing this. Um, (laughs) But typically she's also the one telling me like, Lindsay, sit down, eat your lunch. The building will survive. It's going to be okay. So um, I appreciate kind of both aspects of her reminding me of those two things. That's great. Yeah, that that's exactly what we need too. And we like Jess and and Teresa and I, you know, we we worked with the uh, uh, the mindful school leader, you know, the folks that wrote the mindful school leader book, and um, you know, talk with them, and we try to integrate some of those tact like those things that you could do, um, you know, in into our daily practice because it's it's true. Like if you don't do that stuff, you really are going to be out of balance. Um, so here's a question for you. So how do you balance being like super positive and going out and doing all these great things with then sometimes you're going to be student discipline, employee discipline, you know, all that other kind of stuff that we just sometimes don't talk about on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I'll answer the question kind of in two parts. The first part is balance. Um, I don't have balance. And that's something that I kind of learned from Melissa Cardamus. She's a good friend of mine, a principal in Chicago. Um, You know, when I first reached out to her because she's been a principal longer than I and just said, how do you how do you do it? How do you juggle both? How do you give attention to both um, personal and professional? And she said, Lindsay, you don't. Your time will never be 50 50. Your time could be 90 10. Your time could be. Um, 70, 30, 30, 70, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, it will all work out in the end. Just know that, you know, when you're spending time at home, you're spending time at home. If you're working at home, that's okay. But because the other end of the pendulum will swing and, you know, when you're in Christmas break, shut your computer down and then you can give a hundred percent of your attention, you know, to your family, to your kids, whatever. And so I've kind of given myself grace in knowing that during evaluation season, it will not be 50-50. And my kids kind of know that too. Um, but then again, when we have kind of a long extended break, um, over Christmas break, I didn't open my computer one single time. Do I have a to-do list a mile long because of it? Of course I do. Um, but it's worth it to me to have that little bit of stress now um, to kind of fill, refill their bucket from, you know, when I was busy during the time that school was in session. And then as far as, um, you know, balancing the, I guess, not awesome part of being a principal, as far as, you know, discipline or uncomfortable, um, conversations with people. My my one word for 2017 last year was bold. And the reason I chose that word is because um, I found myself sugarcoating a lot of what I was saying to parents, to students, to staff. And um, in the end, in 2016, it led me to, um, I think, a more uncomfortable conversation in the end because I wasn't just putting it out there. I was kind of going around the point of what I was saying. You know, if a staff member wasn't meeting my expectations, I would sweetly tell them that maybe they should try XYZ instead. Um, And they thought of it as more of a suggestion than um, a directive, I would say. And so um, 2017 actually was a really great year. And I kind of 
discovered my voice in um, being able to support those around me, but still being real and making sure they knew that, you know, these are my expectations. And um, I would say that's going really well for me so far. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that I think you're right in that, that voice and finding um, once you know your staff as well, because um, it's just like knowing all of your individual students um, that that takes time. <laughs> yeah. And you also it's a double edged sword, too, because like the more you know, the more you're out there, the more vulnerable you are, you know, people can, you know, utilize that in, in not so positive ways. Like a lot of people love it. I'm sure I'm sure your community, you know, it's like, oh, look at all these great things that are going on. But there are some some of those people that, you know, and we talk about this all the time, you know, they, they really don't believe in social media. They don't like all this, you know you know, newfangled, you know, 21st century stuff. And then they can just like kind of turn that around, you know, and um, you have to be bold and you have to also have balance too, you know? Um, and I think that's, that's a great, um, that's a great way of looking. So then what is your word for 2018? If that, if 17 was bold, what's 18? Um, 2018 is actually a word inspired by my daughter. Um, it's awe. A-W-E. And um, I think that's Say that again. You kind of like. Kinda oh, sorry. Went. It's awe. A-W-E. Awe. And so I want to see the word kind of through a child's eye and not take things um, for granted, I suppose. Um, we were going through the airport over Christmas break and my daughter, every single thing she saw, she was like, oh my gosh, look at this this is so cool. Oh my goodness, mom, look. And it was just like random, ordinary things that you see in everyday life. But in her eyes, they were something super impressive. And, you know, she didn't take that just for what it was. She kind of saw it as um, a blessing or um, something amazing. And so that's kind of what I want to do too, is just not I don't want to rush through everything. You know, I think it's so easy to to wish your days away when you're looking forward to something. I think it's so easy to, um, you know, hurry, 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 and just not stop and look around and say, wow, look at this, um, regardless of, you know, where you're at in the moment. I always, I love the stories you post of your children on Facebook. And, um, okay, just something random for our listeners to know if they don't already know this. You have been in a country music video. What? Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> that is so, so cool. principal in boots. <laughs> so, um, actually, my first music country music concert with my husband um, was Josh Turner. And he's a country music artist. Um, he was at a, a state fair in the area. We happened to go. And um, while I was there, I followed him on Twitter. Um, and I'd seen a Twitter post of his a few months later that said something to the effect of, hey, we're going to be in the Chicagoland area. If you want to be in a music video, uh, send us a picture of your family and then kind of tell us your story. And so pretty much like everything that I try to do, um, I sent this story and it was really lighthearted and funny and, you know, just talked about how I think my son is smarter than me already. And um, my daughter is more sassy than, than I can handle. Um, 
a week later, we got a call that said, hey, over Thanksgiving break, can you meet us by the bean in Chicago? And so there we were. And that was it. Wait, we got to put that in the um, in the show notes like I, I've and I got to see that. That's I'm not a big country fan, but I think that would be really funny. So you your whole family was in it or just. Uh, yeah, my husband and my two kiddos. That's yep. Cool. And the whole music video premise um, was all about like finding that special someone in your life and then, you know, sharing it with a family and, and um, you know, the support they can give you. And so it was right up my alley. I forget which song was that, Lindsay? Uh, the title is Find Me a Baby. Find me. And okay. it just, you know, talks about finding your your one, you know? Yeah, we'll include that in the show notes. And if I remember correctly, you guys are like standing in the crosswalk of a street, right? Yes. And you're like, mm -hmm. I can't remember, you're holding a picture frame or something. It's quite a few years ago, actually. My daughter, I think, well, yeah, and now she's a second grader. Maybe she was in pre-K or something. Yeah, I'll make sure we put that in there in case people want to see it. Awesome. <laughs> That's just cool. I mean, who is that? I think it's cool. I think it's great. Yeah. It's a great memory. You know, I like to picture my kids <laughs> um, that young forever, you know? Okay. And I'm the opposite. I don't. Because I like that they're old enough now that, like, I can sleep without having to get up <laughs> them in the middle of the night. So I'm sorry. <laughs> the day they can find their own breakfast in the morning, oh, you know you've made it. Nice. You know yeah. you've made it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, wait till they're like, yeah, they get older and they just like mine are 10 and 13. And it's like most of the time they don't even want to spend time with you. They just they got to do their thing. OK, so question, what is something that your school is known for or does really well that you take pride in? Well, I would um, compliment my staff. And I think this has to do with the high principal turnover um, before me. But they are such a great team together. And um, the reason I know that is because when I was hired as the Washington Elementary School principal, I kept having people just randomly on the street come up to me and say, oh, Washington, you're going to love that school. Everyone's so happy there. And I thought like, man, if so many people say it, it must be true. And so I remember walking through the school um, in May, the year before I started, just to kind of meet everyone, get my feet wet, things like that. And everyone was smiling. The students were smiling, the staff was smiling, the support staff were smiling. I'm like, wow, where where am I? Um, coming from a middle school environment, not that that wasn't a great experience, but it was just totally different, totally different feeling when you walked in the door. And even now, um, I give a lot of tours to private school families who are looking to enroll their students in a public education. Um, and when they come in, um, you know, I give them the tour, I introduce them to a few people, and we always kind of debrief at the end of that tour. And the one common factor that almost everyone have, has said in that kind of debriefing is, I can't believe how happy everyone is. And it just makes it a really great place to be. Is it like that all the time? Of course it's not. Of course we have disagreements and we don't always see eye to eye, um, but it's never on a personal level, which I think makes it so much easier to kind of keep that team atmosphere. 
What do, what do you think it is that does that? Because I often hear from a lot of principals that the staff say, oh, the culture, oh, you know, everybody's yeah. tired. And, um, and, and I hear that in a lot of schools. Um, what, what makes it different for your staff that they are all just happy? What's in the water there? Well, I wouldn't say that, that we're not tired. And I wouldn't say that um, we don't feel overwhelmed because the truth of the matter is, um, I think that we feel all those same feelings that everyone else feels. But at the end of the day, um, we know that our attitude rubs off on our kiddos and um, their attitude impacts our day and impacts the parents' day. And so, you know, some days my staff know this. I say, you know, fake it till you make it, because if you if you fake a smile for the first few minutes of your day and just pretend like you are in the best mood ever you're going to start getting yourself out of that funk pretty quickly. Um, and if you need someone to, to scream at, to shoulder to cry on, whatever, they can go across the hall to a teammate. They can come into my office. But when they go back into the classroom, they know that they, they've got to put the smile on because the kids deserve that. Um, and building that relationship and making sure that your kids know that like, this is a happy place and you love to be here because I love to be here. Um, does nothing but good for our entire environment. That's awesome. Kudos to all your staff. And you, you do a lot of things as well to bring the joy to your staff. You, you, uh, in the moms as principals group, you're sharing a lot of really awesome ideas. Yeah, I just, um, I want my staff to know that I see all the hard work that they do. And if I can bring a smile to their face only for just a few seconds of the day, whether it's by, you know, from my weekend or embarrassing myself, which I do very frequently, um, or just leaving a goodie, you know, in the lounge for them um, to come in, walk into in the morning. Um, I try to do that, but also those things are very surface level things that I, that fill their bucket. I want to make sure that I do things that are, you know, have some weight too, like the feedback piece. I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we all struggle with, with giving feedback, uh, whether it's in observations, evaluations, you know, just day to day and, you know, teachers crave it. We ask them to give it to students, you know, and I don't know, I, I, I'll, I'll admit it's one of the things that I'm constantly working on, you know, how can I get better at, you know, giving you feedback, um, you know, and, and then what are some, th you know, useful things that, you know, you could utilize, you know, you have to have a lot of bags in your trick or your, the tricks in your bag to, uh, you know, to be able to do that. So that's, that's good. And to see what they need at the time, you know, um, sometimes if they're overwhelmed adding something fun to do is just too much. It almost becomes work. And mm -hmm. so you have to kind of balance where and read, where are your staff at right now? Could they use um, a little break from the norm and, you know, throw in a fun activity for the kids to do that week um, as a whole? Or do they really need to hit the grindstone and because they're feeling like they're, they're behind in their curriculum or whatever. So I'm sure you get this, question a lot um and probably from your staff too like what's the future hold like um you know as far as like where you like to see yourself in the next couple of years 
Wow, Spike, if I knew the answer to that question. Um, you know, I don't know if you know kind of how I got started as a principal, but I'll kind of revisit the, the story briefly. Um, I remember walking out of the elementary school when I was a third grade teacher in a different district, and my mentor was walking out with me, and she turned to me and said, you're going to be a principal someday. It was the first day of school. And I laughed. Oh, I was I was bent over in the parking lot laughing because it was something I, I never had any interest in at all. Um, and, you know, some people have a Cinderella story about how they kind of became into a leadership position. Unfortunately, that that's not mine. Um, I would say that. From. Um, not so positive examples of leadership is kind of how I became who I am now. It's kind of like I, I'm trying to learn how to be a good principal by maybe remembering um, some not so good examples that I had um, in previous years. And so going moving forward, I'm not really sure. I have a short attention span, I'll tell you that. And so um, <laughs> that's induced by being a principal. Yes. Because we can't focus on anything for longer than four minutes before we'll be interrupted. That is so true. And so I I would be lying to you if I wasn't if I didn't say I'm always you know, my eyes are always open. Um and and the door is always open for for other opportunities. But I don't have a path. You know, I've heard that quote before. If you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plan. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of how I try to live my life, you know. Um, don't worry so much about what the future entails. Um, don't wish time away. That's a really good answer. Um, I don't know if I buy all that though. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What do you think? Well, you know, what do you think? I mean, do you have a preconceived uh, notion? You're probably, you, yeah, you're going to be like the commissioner of education in your, uh, you know, in your state or something yeah. like that. Now, I just think like, you know, um, you know, I, I'm sure you get, like I said, I'm sure you get it all the time. I'm sure a lot of us get like, hey, you know, what, you know, what is your next step? What are you going to do? And I think in the back of a plan, you know, um, whether or not, you know, it, it takes fruition and, and all that, you know, it's, um, you know, that that's part of it. Um, but I but I think what the most powerful thing that you said is to not like sort of wish time away. You said that a few times. And I think that's really, really important. And that's a That's a great message, because I think what will happen is um, if you do that. And I think some some principals do like they, you know, um, they're seen as like, OK, this is just a stepping stone to this next place and this next place. And, you know, you really do have to um, you have to be engaged, you know, wherever it is that you are and and you're right you know there's going to be you know the road the path and stuff that's gonna you know kind of go you know the way the way that it should you know um you know and you just have to be you know flexible and able to do that um but now it's just messing with you just <laughs> well i'll tell you spike that you know in addition to being principal one of the most um gratifying things that i can do um, because as you know, being a principal isn't the most gratifying job in the entire world. Um, it's just helping other people do their job and kind of see the, see the positive. And, um, I love getting up in front of an audience and story and hearing them laugh or see them wipe a tear. Um, 
you know, getting that emotional response and um, really connecting with others is something that I really love to do. So I suppose that's kind of part of your answer too. Have you ever, <laughs> Lindsay, have you ever taught um, an adjunct class? I have not. Mm -mm. I bet you would really like that. So I got into this a couple I of years ago, you know, teaching teachers that want to be principals and it's, it's not as, you know, it, it's, honey, can you hold on? I'm having a, turn that down. Um, <laughs> try to do this with kids. Um, it, you know, when you go and present, people want to hear you and it's short term, but it's the same way when you're teaching a grad class in that they want to be there and they, you know, are going to soak up everything that you have to say um, and you get paid for doing it. I think you right. would really like that and you can just do it on the side. Is there a university around though? I feel like you'd have to like take like an airplane or something like that to. <laughs> she, she, she you know, horse that's <laughs> only if they have a hitching post that I can tie them to. <laughs> um, you know, there is um, a couple of universities, I would say. Um, Northern Illinois University is in DeKalb. That's about a 45 minute drive. Um, and then. Um, oh, look at that doggie. Yeah. My oh my daughter. god, that's not wait, that's not a dog. I saw that on, on Instagram. That's like a mini horse. Like it's <laughs> nice that you let that pony it's inside your house. Oh goodness. Yeah, she's something else. Um yeah, there's a couple of universities around here, but I would say um my commute would be about an hour probably to and yeah. from where I go to teach, it's almost two hours. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that often. I, te I teach online, which that's you would think like, oh, you know, you don't get a chance to get connection and all that stuff with um, with students. But um, I've been able to I've been very fortunate to be able to like share some different things that um, from like a practitioner's uh, perspective. And um, I think that you still are able to make those connections. And I've taught one uh in person but like the the university that i went to that's not far from here um has really moved a lot of their their graduate stuff uh you know online so um you know that's that's a possibility too and then you can teach in your boots with the dog from your house <laughs> that's perfect that's perfect so uh let's see where Oh, I, you know, here's another question. So your family, what do they think about all this? Like your husband, your kids, um, with all this like principal and boots thing. Well, um, my kids come to school with me every day. So they're open enrolled into my district, which is awesome because that helps me kind of balance the mom and principal role at the same time because their school schedule is my school schedule. And to be honest, if I'm having a hard day, I can walk down the hall and I know what classroom my son is in, and I can walk in, give him a hug, and feel a little bit better about myself, you know? Um, as far as my husband, I'll tell you that when I first was becoming kind of a connected educator, he was not on social media for any professional purposes, and um, he found Instagram first, I would say. I was on Twitter and Facebook, and and then he found Instagram, and um, his business, it's amazing what he's doing right now through Instagram mm -hmm. um, by being not a connected educator, but a connected professional. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that we, we kind of 
challenge each other and our and our relationship is very competitive in that way. Um, and so, you know, he's rooting for me just like I'm rooting for him. Okay, I need you to convince me. Um, I am, I guess I could say I'm on Instagram. I think I have followers on Instagram because every now and then I get a notification. I, I don't like, I'm just looking at people's pictures of what they're doing today. Like, mm -hmm. why do I need to use Instagram? You know, it took me a long time, Jessica, to see the value to myself. Um, you know, my husband was always like, oh, Instagram is where it's at. It's the new Facebook. You have to, you have to be on it. And so I got on and I didn't do anything. I just kind of sat there, you know, and I was um, very uninterested, kind of like you are. Um, but then I started to put myself out there um, and be vulnerable, like, like Spike was saying earlier. Um, and the most exciting part for me, um, it's kind of twofold. It's the stories, the Instagram stories, how you can just record little snippets of your day and then they're gone in 24 hours. Um, that's what you're, that is your, that is your niche. That's what I was telling um, Jess before, like when we were just chatting that those stories, that's, that's it. That's your thing. What do you mean? Like they literally are disappeared in 24 hours. And so people can't see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so in. you can save them. Yeah. You can save them to your camera roll. You can save them to um, Instagram has a new feature where you can save them to like, um, I don't know what that area is called, but so people can, you know, revisit like them if you want. Yeah. I think yes. they are. Yes. Right. So Jess, you have like I can't believe you're not doing this. The the Instagram story thing, and I don't do yeah, it. I just watch I, I, them. And I have posted things before, like when I went to a workshop, and somebody's like, "Oh, let's connect on Instagram," and I like post a picture or I check on my kid once, and that's the extent of my Instagram. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's on your phone. It has like your play. thumb. It's like your thumb. Like you could just click on it. Oh, like while you're no, you're there. Don't know. <laughs> Lindsay, this is the person. I check. I got to check the, Snapchat, which I still don't understand. But again, that's just to check on my kid. This is the person who doesn't even want to come up with one word for 2018. So she just, <laughs> she just puts like the wall up and she's like, I'm just, I can't go any further. I know. I know. I mean, you got to call a limit somewhere. Guess You what, know though? why else I like Instagram is because I follow a ton of teachers and Instagram is huge in the teaching community. And so I find all these cool ideas and I take screenshots of them um, and send them to my teaching staff. And they, and, and, and it just, I don't know, um, maybe gives them more reason to be connected. Is just, wow, look at this, a cool idea that she found on Instagram or Twitter or wherever. Um, I'm going to try that out now or I'm going to go there now. Jess. It's all about IG. Oh, God, the peer pressure. <laughs> now, <laughs> is, that a, is that another horse that just came into the house? Yes, I have two of these big old Great Danes. There's oh, two of them. Goodness. I want to see that one. I didn't see. Come here. I think we're going to need a picture of your Great Danes to go with the show now. Uh, you got to go on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, Spike <laughs> is right. Spike uh, is right. Uh, see? Wow. Okay. So, hey, Lindsay, before we wrap this up, can you share with us something you're reading right now? Something I'm reading right now is um, The Love Languages of Children. Oh, there's one for children? There is. There is. And I'm not very far through it, so I can't really give you any big takeaways quite yet. Um, but 
I loved the love language, you know, for adults, that version for like your spouse or whatever. Um, but now I'm reading the children's version and I have a feeling that it's going to kind of change the way that I do my job. Ooh. Wow. That's awesome. And I just ordered the wild card. Have you guys been seeing all the hype about the wild card? Yeah. What is that about? Like I've seen it come across my feed. Well, I, you know, I think it's. I, I know it's published by Burgess. Yes. Yeah, and it's uh, Hope and Wade King from the Ron Clark Academy. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So that's got to be awesome. Hey, Jess, well, you know, they actually do a lot of stuff on Instagram. I was just going to say that. Like, they, <laughs> uh, that book is all over Instagram. And finally, the peer pressure got to me and I ordered it two days ago. Um, there is such a thing as positive peer pressure, not mm -hmm. just negative. No, mm -hmm. I know this is positive pressure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's blowing up. They do like a chapter a day and they do all these different like they Photoshop different. It's, it's really funny. Uh, some of the things that they do, like they'll have like a celebrity, you know, it looks like they're reading the wild card and, you know, these like different giveaways and they have they, they've tied like the card thing in. Um, they're just really good at <laughs> marketing that. Yes, they are. Um, okay, so that's what you're reading. What are some things that you're working on uh, writing-wise? Um, you know, I I only write when I have something to write about. And that's something that I really have to work on is kind of forcing myself out of that comfort zone. But typically when I write, it's late at night. Um after some sort of emotion-filled event, positive or negative sometimes. And um, there is no rhyme or reason for the way my blog posts come out. And so that's something that I have to work on. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. How about um, an app recommendation for principals? Oh, Pocket. Have you heard of Pocket? Well, from you and the... <laughs> Yes. Tell us what it is. I haven't. So, I haven't. It's it. amazing. I I could like do commercials for this brand if I could. So Pocket is an app that if you're scrolling through Twitter or Facebook or, or some social media platform and you find an article. Or Instagram. Or Instagram. <laughs> and you find an article that you maybe don't have time to read right then or a blog post, but you want to come back to it later, you can save it into your Pocket and then not have to go back and search for it later. And you can also tag certain um, words or phrases so it's easier to find in your pocket. So in my pocket, I have um, Instapot recipes tagged. I have blog posts that I want to read tagged. And I also have um, like research, like studies that have been posted that I want to read tagged. So you can because typically social media? Yes. And you don't really connect it with social media. It's almost like... Um, you know the the button on your phone that that's like the square with the arrow that goes up, the arrow. It's like yeah, yeah. It's yes. Well, if you click that, oh yeah. yeah well, but I'm sure there's a different yeah. It gives but you all the options. If you click of like that, yes, it gives you pocket yeah. as an option, and so you just save it to there. A lot of times, well, every week I annotate an article for my staff in my weekly notes, and so. I'm giving them new learning, but also my viewpoints on that new learning. And um, whenever I find those articles, I'm right then. And so I save them and then I just read them at my convenience. See, now I feel like with Pocket, 
mine would start looking like you remember the Brady Bunch, like Bobby Brady, like the one scene. I, I might be dating myself because I think you're both a lot younger than I am. But anyway, like he they they, <laughs> they ask him to like open like like clear out his pockets, and it it takes like. Yeah. Like uncomfortable, like four that would be like purse. all these different. Things. That's like yeah, yeah. I can't even find my keys, and that's the point of a purse. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds interesting. But I'm not, you know, just like you know, I'm not gonna knock it. Just like you know, some people knock Instagram or whatever. Like I'll, I'll try pocket. Like <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you are the worst. I know, I know, it's terrible. All right, so Lindsay, um, this has been great. Uh, I think. Everybody is going to be, you know, so excited to hear all the different things that you're doing, um, you know, all the positive things that are that are going on. Uh, we really appreciate you, you know, come and spend some time with us today. How can people get in touch, keep in touch with you? Well, um, on Instagram, Justin <laughs> Johnson. See, it's, not, it's not just um, me. You don't say I it. am um principal underscore in underscore boots. And so you can find me that way on Twitter. I am at L M stump. Oh, um, so you didn't do the principal in boots on Twitter, huh? I have not yet. I have not yet. Instagram is um, still fairly new to me. And so I'm kind of exploring this new way of um, marketing myself, I would say, um, and seeing how that goes before I transcend it through all social media platforms. Mm. Okay, so say that Twitter again. Uh, at L M Stump S T U M P. Um, we'll have that in the show notes. And what was Instagram again? Principal underscore in underscore boots. And then you're also going to have to send us a, a Bitmoji for this um, this episode. That's our new thing. Perfect. Whenever you want it to be, because Bitmoji. Perfect. Yeah, I just got I just got in the emoji like two weeks ago, and I just send it to everybody. It's and I didn't even have to gang up on you for that spike. No, no, I and in fact, I had my daughter go through it after I set it up, and just to make sure that it looked like me or whatever. And I've like, you know, changed my clothes a couple times, you know, because they get dirty. Uh, this, I could do this all day long, you know, but anyway, and then just every few minutes, just keep going back at Jessica about, you know, this, that, and the other thing she's fun to mess with. So, um, all right. So yeah, this is awesome. And then how about, do you have a blog? I do. Um, my blog is principal in boots, um, at wordpress.com. And so, um, yeah, feel free to follow that. And that kind of, gives a day in my life in a little bit deeper way, I would say, than my Instagram stories. I'm just going to keep going. I'm sorry, Jessica. I'm just going to keep pushing. Oh, people, people, people. All right. Well, I appreciate the peer pressure. I will go see if I can find the Instagram app on my phone and see if it still works. Yeah. And I will look for you and I will, what do you say? Do you say I'll Insta you or I'll... Well, it's DM if it's a direct message on Instagram. So that's the same, you know. It's yep. I think it's follow me on Instagram or yep. IG. They do call it IG. If I tweet you, what is it on Instagram? I'm gonna you don't you, I'm gonna I'll post that on Instagram. Okay, all right. Right? Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And listen, we got through 
I'm jinxing myself, but we got through a whole show without talking about snow delays or anything to do with with the with the winter. That's I'm telling you, for like the last yeah, like the last three or four weeks, that's all we've been talking about. Nice. So it's not snowing there. No, it is not. It that's all cold, but we okay. You you wrecked it. We I did wreck it. Fifty degrees one day to back to below zero the next day. We up to fifty degrees. What? I don't. Whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be freezing again. But yeah, we were in this like we had. No, I don't want to go through it. But we had this this crazy storm. But you know what storm's coming today? The Philadelphia Eagles at like <laughs> that that storm is coming. I'll post my thoughts about that on Instagram. <laughs> 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 That's wrong. I wouldn't put my thoughts on there. I'd put a picture, right? Yeah. A meme. Yeah, you'd put the pictures of the the Green Bay Packers. I'm gonna mm. harass you on Instagram. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Lindsay, you might get a little bit too. I'm just, I mean, you jumped on the spike train and. So Lindsay, um, uh, is there a football team like within like, a... <laughs> well, do you, you have know, to like watch that on? Uh... I'll, I'll tell you that, that my Chicago bears gear is, um, in the back of the closet right now. That's a good okay. choice. You should keep it there. Um, now I, I'm I'm a I'm a fan, just currently a closet fan, I would say. Um I'm rooting, I'm rooting quietly. Is Chicago in the same the time zone as you? Yes, <laughs> Chicago's in the same time zone. Um I've never been to a Bears game. My husband has. Um, but it's just nicer to watch them lose from our couch, I would suppose. Well, Lindsay. Oh. We appreciate you coming on. I'm sure our listeners will love listening to you. Um, and you were super patient with um, our tech issues and my Instagram um, deficiencies. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. So everybody, uh, we want to give a big shout out to Lindsay. Make sure you follow her and check her out on Instagram and follow her blog and all that stuff. And in all seriousness, no, I hope everything is okay with Teresa. I'm sure she'll be back next week. Uh, Jessica, take it away. Principal PLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash B to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com slash B-E.